When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Blue, White and Yellow podcast from Leeds United Live, giving you the in-depth analysis on all the big talking points from Ellen Road. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Blue, White and Yellow with your host, uh, Conor McGilligan. And on this week's episode, I am joined by Tyrone Marshall of the Manchester Evening News. And we are here to talk about the big game this weekend. Arch rivals Manchester United come to town uh, for the first time in a Premier League game in in a long, long time. So, yeah, we're going to get into to everything um, involved with this game. Tyrone, initially, how are you doing, mate? You OK? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Very well, Connor. Good man, good man. OK, so I do have to say, I do have to have a little bit of a prompt here for everybody who is listening. This is filmed before the Brighton game. Manchester United playing Brighton tonight, so... We don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> I can see a bit of a nervous look on Tyrone's face, but there we go. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's get into it, uh, Tyrone. Uh, with regards to the season so far, we've seen a lot of publicity with regards to Manchester United. Naturally, with with, with the size of the club, there's been a lot of chopping and changing, managerial wise, personnel wise on the pitch. But what's the season been like overall? I mean, disastrous, really. You'd have to say from uh, from where it was at the start of the season, the hopes at the start of the season. Obviously, they had a, a very good summer transfer window. Varane and Sancho alone was was a good window to then add Ronaldo at the end, made it phenomenal, really. I think the season started with hopes of a, a realistic title challenge and certainly what should have been a pretty clear top four in the Premier League. Ronaldo's first game back and they beat Newcastle 4-1 in September. I think they've won, won three and drawn one of their first four games. It looked, they didn't play particularly well that day, but it looked like they had the firepower to, to challenge for a title. They had world-class players all over the pitch. And then since then, it has been a disaster. Before the Brighton game, they've won 12 of 29 games in all competitions since then. I mean, for, for a club of United stature with the squad they've got, that's just absolutely woeful. It'll probably be 12 or 30 after the Brighton game, the way they've been playing recently. I mean, the last three games have all followed the same pattern of playing well, going 1-0 up, conceding, and then just falling apart, really. So... Be no surprise if it's one one again against Brighton. Um, yeah, it's just been hugely underwhelming. It was underwhelming under Solskjaer when they just looked really short tactically. It's been underwhelming under Ranić. There's been some improvements. They look a bit better as a team now, but collectively they just look they look so short. They look short on confidence, and it, it's it's just been it, it's reached a point now for United fans where I think they just want the season to end. Obviously, they've, they've got to try and secure top four, which is looking tricky although no one else is really putting up much of a case either but apart from the Champions League and, and what may or may not happen there the season has just become a chore really I think for United fans and it, it feels like no one is particularly enjoying it at the moment. Yes yeah, it's, it's an odd one I think Leeds fans are in that bracket as well mate to be honest in terms of just yeah, wanting yeah. the season to end <laughs> but what is it a mentality thing at Manchester United? Is there, do you think there's a bit of disruption in, in the changing room? What exactly is going on? Because as, as you've just said, Tyrone, they've, they've bought in some some world-class players at the start of the season. I think everybody took note and said, you know, this this really could be a title charge. So what, what do you think has gone on there? 
I think I think part of it is mentality. I think you've got to start pointing the fingers at the players when two managers have, have come in and struggled. The Ranjik appointments, it won a lot of praise at the time and, and we were amongst them. Uh, you know, we, we praised him as well. And he, his first press conference, he came across brilliantly. He still does in press conferences, but he has just coached two of the last 10 seasons, only one of them in a the top league in Europe. You can understand a lot of the players looking and thinking, you know, what's going on here, really? Who is who is this guy? The, you know, the players probably aren't following the, the intricacies of the Bundesliga and the, the back office at RB Leipzig particularly closely to know who he is and, and what his CV is like. And yeah, their, their mentality just doesn't look up to it, really. They, they don't look particularly engaged. They don't they don't look like they're playing as a team. I think the, the comments from Ralph Hassanil after the game on Saturday should should spark them into life, really. I mean, he made it sound so easy to play against them. And I think he was asked about, you know, what, what was the plan against United? And he said, it's no, it's no secret that they're not the best at, at running back when they've lost the ball. And if Southampton manager's analysing that, you can be pretty sure that every other manager in the league is. And that's nothing to do with fitness. There's been a bit of debate about their fitness levels and whether they're fit enough to, to press the way Ranjit wants to do. But they're not exactly pressing in the way that, say, Leeds do or Southampton do or City or Liverpool. You know, it's, it's a hard press at best. And the idea they can't run back is nothing to do with fitness. That's an attitude and mentality problem. They just don't want to run back. And it, it should be, you know, that should be embarrassing them into action, really. But collectively, they are, I'm not sure there's ever been a Premier League team who are less than the sum of their parts than than this United team. And it, it does feel like Ranić is going to struggle to, to turn things around. I mean, he's won six of his 13 games in charge, but a manager couldn't have handpicked 13 easier games, to be honest. The hardest league game by a long way has been West Ham at home. The two FA Cup games were at home and, and should have been relatively relatively easy. The Champions League game he had was a dead rubber at home to young boys. They've not they've looked convincing in maybe two of those games. So it does feel like almost a holding pattern now to the end of the season when they get a permanent manager in and try and go again. So yeah, it's it's interesting analysis there. I mean, I mean, just just touching a little bit more on the analysis side of it, Tyrone. And it's it's quite a quite a large question really quite an expansive question but or it might not be how, how exactly do you beat Manchester United nowadays um I mean I think you, you probably press them win the ball win the ball quickly off their forwards and from what Hassan was saying play quickly I mean Southampton played around the midfield very very easily on Saturday Randy's kind of moved to a 4-3-3 now, which a lot of fans have been wanting for a while. When the Solskjaer, it was always a 4-2-3-1. At first, Randy had two holding midfielders. He's gone to this more adventurous midfield now. They look a lot better going forward as a result. But I think McTominay's playing the holding role. You can certainly isolate him if you get players around him. There's a lot of space to be exploited. The defence is looking vulnerable because of that. Burnley's goal um, last week came, came the same way, really isolating McTominay, getting players around him. Defence were forced to step out and, and the line just becomes ragged. And it was the similarities to the something goal were were very clear, really. And at the moment, I mean, this might be made to look foolish if they do beat Brighton comfortably, but they look like the only team at the moment that has a crisis of confidence when they're 1-0 up rather than when they're drawing. And at 0-0 in the games against Middlesbrough, Burnley and Southampton, they've played well at 0-0 and look good. Mm. It's when they've got 1-0 up that panic seems to have set in and I think it's become a recurring theme that they they do almost feel what's going to happen next and it keeps happening to them and it's become a almost a self yeah I think when when you win the ball I think play forward quickly and it, it will be interesting to see what Leeds do on Sunday because that obviously is Leeds' style really United have had a lot of joy against them under Solskjaer but 
it does feel like the way Leeds play could could catch out United and, and the issues that Hassan Utel raised. Yeah, it's fascinating because you've, you've mentioned there that it's not fitness. And it, it seems a little bit more of a mentality issue in terms of, you know, wanting to track back. And I guess that's the thing with this Leeds side. You know, there is a... They all believe in Bielsa's methods and, and they'll all sort of die for the cause, really, to put it frankly. Um, so, I guess, you know, with 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 regards to sort of Ralph Ragnick, is it is it just now more possession-based? And, and obviously the, the problem, Tyrone, with, with Solskjaer against us was it was winning the ball and then just a, an absolutely terrifying counter-attack, which mm. there was so much space and there always is in and around Leeds, um, Leeds United, that, that we just couldn't deal with it. Um, and we didn't really set up defensively at all. And McTominay seems to turn into Zidane against us every single time. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess I guess the question is, mate, has there been any sort of change that might benefit Leeds on Sunday? A little bit. Maybe it's a little bit more possession-based. But the ideas that Ranjik wants are still the same, really. He, you know, he wants vertical football. He wants his team to press, win the ball back. And when they win it, play it forward and play it forward quickly. It's not always been happening Particularly, you can see him, he wants every pass to go forward. And when a pass doesn't go forward and he feels one is on, you can see him getting frustrated on the touchline that it hasn't happened. So I think the ideas are probably a li- fairly similar to Solskjaer in terms of wanting to play forward quickly. It's not particularly happening at the moment. Um, they do. They have looked better going forward, I would say, in the last few games. The Ranić's improvements at first were defensive and, and they are conceding less goals, but... They weren't creating much at all early on in this reign. They have looked better now. They're not taking chances, but they are creating more. They're looking better going forward. Yeah, his, his ideas are, I not say exactly similar to Solskjaer, but in terms of wanting to play forward quickly, they are they are quite similar. And he's always stressed that when his team wins the ball, he wants the pass to be to be forward, to be quick, and to look to look to exploit the lack of shape in the opposition. And, and and in this new system, this Ralph Ragnick uh, way, uh, it, it, who's who's sort of flourishing and, and and who's struggling with it, Tyrone? If if there are any, uh, Jaden Sancho, I would say is is looking particularly good. The last three games, he's been United's best player in every game. Um, he had a really slow start, I would say. I think it was difficult to adapt from from Borussia Dortmund, who are obviously a big club, but. Nowhere near the same kind of spotlight as you get at United and Old Trafford, especially when the team is struggling. And I think Sancho struggled with that. And he also struggled that he played in a Dortmund team that was just really structured, that he knew what movements to make when certain players were on the ball. Under Solskjaer, United's attack was a lot more sort of freestyle, really, and, and do your own thing and less time spent on it on the training ground. And I think he struggled with that. Under Ranić, it's, it's become more structured again. And mm. you can see he's thriving there. He's been really good the last three games. You're seeing his dribbling now and you can see his his confidence returning. Fred is another who's looked pretty good. Um be interesting to see if he's back in the team now. He's missed the last few with with COVID and so has got um Randick has played Pogba and Fernandez as, as number eight, but Fred as a number eight has worked really well because he's the best presser in United team by a long way. And that has worked well for him. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if if he starts against Leeds, certainly. Terms of struggling, um, I mean, Ronaldo has really been struggling lately, whether that's system related or just uh, maybe a confidence issue. I mean, it seems strange to say someone who's trademarked his own goal celebration and is rarely seen with a top on Instagram is struggling for confidence, but it it looks that way in front of goal at the moment. He's having a really difficult spell and it looks 37, basically. Um, 
And then the defence, the last few games, has, has been struggling as well. It did improve initially under Ranić. It's been dragged out of position a bit now. Maguire, in particular, looks really low on form. Ranić said in his pre-Brighton press conference that it was taking time for, for Maguire to learn how to play in a four that's proactive and on the front foot and just sounded like excuses, really. Solskjaer always played a back four and he played a back four for Leicester. Ranić mentioned England playing a back three, but they don't play a back three every game. Maguire's got plenty of experience in a back four. He's 28, I think, now. It felt like kind of looking for excuses and, and buying in time, but he has looked really shaky of late and, and certainly someone who, who could be a weak link at the moment. It's interesting, isn't it, with, with regards to Ronaldo? I'm sure there's a lot of um, articles and all this sort of stuff that you guys are doing at the minute around it and, and trying to f- figure out what, what's going on. But, you know, I guess the attacking line is hurting Manchester United now as well. Obviously, Cavani seems to be really struggling with injury. Rashford's bang out of form. Um, and Ronaldo, as you, as you said, seems to be on one of the biggest goal droughts of his career. So, is it is it just a... Is is Ronaldo the problem, Tyrone? In, in, and you'll hear this so many times, but it, it seems to be a, a rhetoric that's going around at the minute. Is he the issue when when he is playing? You know, Manchester United having to play through him. I don't think he's the biggest issue, but he's, I don't think he's helping particularly. I mean, it, when Ranić came in, there was obviously talk that Ronaldo was going to be a weak link because he couldn't press. That's still an issue, but. United aren't pressing with the intensity that Ranić wanted, I don't think. I think he scaled back those ambitions. And the biggest issue now is that he's not scoring goals. And he's the last few games, he's looked mortal when he's, he's paid to be immortal, really, um, and has been through through most of his career. He's against Middlesbrough. He missed the penalty against Middlesbrough. And he missed, I think he had 10 shots that game. He missed a lot of really good chances. At the weekend against Southampton, he missed a one-on-one early in the game, went round Fraser Forster and just didn't hit it with enough power. There was another incident where Sancho sort of clipped a ball across goal and he was on the, the inside right and he could have hit it on the volley first time across goal. There was an there was an angle there, not a big angle, but an angle there to to have the shot, the type of shot Ronaldo would have taken at Real and Juventus. He didn't take it, he took a touch, still didn't take it, cut back onto his left foot, took a heavy touch and the ball was cleared and he did just look, you know, he, he turned 37 earlier this month and he just looked 37 against Southampton. There was... One incident where he was about 20 yards offside after making one run, it it almost feels like he's he's sort of struggling to adapt with maybe feeling that his own physical gifts are, are dulling a bit. Obviously, his fitness is still brilliant, but your pace isn't never to be going to go at that age. And he was offside a lot of the weekend. It feels like maybe he's starting his runs a little earlier because he maybe he can sense that things aren't quite happening for him. He is Ronaldo. It'd be too early to write him off, even at 37. And probably score a hat-trick against Brighton and, and make me sound stupid with this, but the last few weeks he, he has begun to look a more sort of regular run-of-the-mill Premier League striker, but that's you know that's not what he's that's not what he's here for. And I think it is going to present if this continues to the end of the season, it's going to present United a problem what they do next year when he's he's going to turn 38 next February. United clearly need a younger striker, but signing someone to compete with him or even to play instead of him is, is going to present its own problems. Mm, definitely, very interesting. What have you What have you made of the Leeds uh, Man United encounters? I think we've had I think we've had about three now. Um, mm. It's not It's not been that enjoyable uh, for us. I have to say, uh, especially all these all these years waiting to play Manchester United and you know get that sort of atmosphere back, which it definitely will be on Sunday. Um, 
but it, it seems to be, and I think Gary Neville said it as well, that Manchester United are almost leads are perfectly made for them, really, in terms of how we how we set up. Yeah, it was a you know you you were perfect opposition for the way Solskjaer played, um, and the you know the similarities in the two games last season and start of this season that we were striking really, um, and it did. It would be interesting to see if if it, it it's as good under Ranić, but certainly under Solskjaer it felt, especially at Old Trafford, like it was a perfect mix. That McTominay, he's you know he's very good at sort. Of Thinking a man marking system, he kind of exploited that and and got a lot of space. And the way when United can win the ball back, what what they can do when they win the ball back is play quickly and play forward quickly. It's how they want to play. There's not a lot of structure to it at times, but they've got fast, creative attacking players. And when you win the ball back against Leeds and Leeds aren't in shape, I think that's probably where you can where you can hurt them. I mean, that game at Old Trafford last year was five one. It probably could have been about. 8-5 or something like that. Both teams had an awful lot of chances. I think Leeds will get a lot of chances on Sunday. And it will it'll be a different game, partly because United have got a new manager. And also, because obviously the game last year at Ellen Road was without, without fans. It doesn't quite feel the same. This is going to be the first one with fans. I'm sure it's going to be absolutely electric on Sunday, as it was on the first day of last se- on the first day of the season at Old Trafford. Um, so that's going to make a difference to it. But it will be interesting to see whether it follows the same pattern. Because like you say, Leeds, certainly under Solskjaer, Leeds were were absolutely perfect for Solskjaer's team. So I guess that it's a sort of run-of-the-mill question to that, really. Well, I mean, what game are you expecting, Tyrone? Obviously, we've just spoken there about uh, Ragnik potentially being a little bit different, but you've also said that, you know, they like to break very, very quickly, which could be problematic. What, what sort of game are you expecting? Because I can say from a Leeds um, point of view that nothing has changed. Wise, <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact same. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I guess a, a lot probably depends on how United get on against Brighton. Because I mentioned there, they, they look low on confidence at the moment. I think the biggest issue in the dressing room is, is morale as much as anything. I think the players have taken such a kick in this season that they are low on morale. And if they have another poor result against Brighton, then it's probably going to be Two teams who are both low on confidence and, and low on morale, really. I can still see it being an open game. United are creating chances now with Sancho there. They are looking better going forward. And I think whoever... The issue the United have got is who plays on the right, really. They've not had a right winger for years. They signed Sancho to play on the right and he's better on the left. Um, right wing for United is like left back in your school team at the moment. It's the role no one wants to play. It doesn't suit Rashford. It doesn't particularly suit Alanga. Um but both of those are quick wingers. So the wingers certainly set up well against Leeds, I think, if they if they stay high in the pace of Sancho and Rashford, say. But United's defence just looks vulnerable at the moment. I mean, it shouldn't do when you've got an 80 million centre-back and, and Rafael Varane there, but they feel a bit easy to get at. The way Leeds play and, and commit so many bodies forward could be problematic if, if Ranić sticks with the 4-3-3, especially if he sticks with Pogba and Fernandes. McTominay is sort of learning his trade as a holding midfielder. I don't think it's a natural role. And if Leeds get bodies around him and, and commit so many men to the attack like they do, I think they'll get a lot of chances. So I can say another open game, but quite possibly the, the confidence issues and, and maybe morale issues in both teams could play a part as well. We don't know what's going to go on tonight, mate, but I'm going to have to ask you for a score prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way United have been playing this year, I can just... I, I, I can't see them winning, to be honest. Um, wow, really? <laughs> yeah, I can see. 
I can see a draw. Um, I mean, they might they might beat Brighton comfortably, and then, like you say, it's a different game. It feels like they've got more confidence. But it, at the moment, you're going into every game. Like, I'm going tonight, thinking just almost expecting Brighton to get a result in the press box on Saturday before the Southampton game. The general feeling was probably Southampton probably going to get something here, and that's mm-hmm. kind of how it feels at the moment. And Leeds, for all their obvious issues, are a good team, are a very creative team, and I can see goals. So maybe maybe two two. Two two. I think we'd uh, we take that definitely <laughs> at the minute. At the minute, we really would. Um, but yeah, Tyron, thanks so much for joining me, mate. And um, with all your post content and uh, and pre content uh, for the Leeds United game, where can people find you on the net and, and all this sort of stuff, mate? Uh, keep an eye on the Manchester Evening News, and we're on. I'll be on Ty Marshall underscore men on Twitter. Top man. Thanks for joining me, mate. Thank you, mate. Much appreciate. 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 Thank you, mate.